I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I'm a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sadek. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills her calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. Compassion and care for the needy. Constant prayer and lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possession. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Saturday. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Now, uh, tonight, I want to uh, continue on our subject. And what are we talking about? Being all things to all men. Yeah, being all things to all men. So this is part three. You know, being all things to all men. And let me take this time to appreciate Pastor Klapos for all the work that he has done on our building project, you know, together with your company. Thank you so much for the great work that you have done. The Lord richly bless you. Amen. Now, First Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 19 says, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant of all, that I might win more of them. Eh? Though I am free from all. In other words, nobody controls me. You know, I am free from all, but I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. That's humility right there. To the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside of the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. 
I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. So he says, uh, I have become all things to all people that by all means, eh, all things to all people, by all means I might save some. I do it, verse 23, I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessing. So what Apostle Paul was saying here that I am I'm choosing to submit myself to whatever condition I find myself in for the sake of winning people for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, that is uh, the nature of Christ. Yeah. That is who Christ is. Yeah. He humbled himself like we saw uh, last week. He, he came as a human being, you know, so that he may win us as human beings. And so he became all things to all men that we might be saved. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Verse 13. God says here, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Now, we were called to freedom. Now, what is this a Bible verse saying, saying that, <clears throat> now, let me give you a background of what was happening here, is that people were going to, when you read the book of Galatians, uh, Paul is addressing problems that were there in the church in Galatia, the churches of Galatia. Yeah. Uh, Galatia is a province, it's not, so it's churches were spread uh, across the area. And so they were going to the churches. Uh, some Jews, they say, yeah, we can see that you are now safe. You are born again, but you are not circumcised. You need to be circumcised so that you can be right with God. Yeah. And so now Paul says that uh, that, that is not what it's supposed to be. You know, because when you circumcise the flesh, you're going back to the law, to be under the law. You're submitting yourself under the law. And when you submit yourself under the law, you are now removing yourself away from the grace of God. You know Why? Because now you're submitting yourself under the law. And so, says we are free, you know, we can be Christians without having gone through circumcision as uh, the Jewish culture 
and religion required. Are you with me? And so he was now addressing the challenge that people, you are are trying to put people under the law, that now, you know, it's not only circumcision, but now we have to observe the days. You know, now we have to to come to church on Sabbath. You know, now we have to uh, do sacrifices on the new moon. You know, now we have to, it says those things were under the law. But now Christ has come to redeem us from the curse of the law. Because it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on, the, on a tree. And so we are no longer under uh, that law. We are no longer under the law now. Now we are under grace. Amen? Yeah. And so, uh, now, these things, they, they no longer, they don't make us or break us before God. You know, for instance, circumcision does not make you a better Christian. Yeah. And then it, uh, 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 you know, it's not that when you are, when, when you are uh, not circumcised, then you are not fully, fully a Christian. Are you with me? So Paul was addressing those things, that it does not make you or break you. Yeah. And uh, so whether you worship on Sunday, on Sabbath, Saturday, it does not make you a better or a worse Christian. What, what is important is your personal relationship with God. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, uh, so now we, we need to understand, you know, like uh, I know that in our culture, issue of circumcision is the big thing. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked, really. Eh? <laughs> issue of... Uh, what school? Initiation. Initiation school. It's a big thing. I was shocked. I thought that I understood, you know, but you know, I didn't. I didn't understand the magnitude of this, you know, issue. Yeah. We had planned to go do a house visit last week, you know, and so I tell uh, the brethren. On Friday, said so tomorrow. That is last week. Tomorrow, we are coming to your homes. I want to see your family, where you're staying, and yeah. And said, Pastor Don, <laughs> because you won't find anybody. I said, why? He said there are parties all over uh, Kaba because people are graduating. Yeah. When we go on Friday. I care the guys the guys are in the mountains, the ladies are you know within the area, and so you find you know uh, ladies holding you know sticks, and if they find a lady, they would ask for password or whatever. <laughs> if you don't know the password, they hit you, you know and and so forth, and uh, so yeah, it was it was just another experience, <laughs> yeah. And so, 
And so I realized that, you know, this thing is uh, so serious. But now, here is my point, uh, that when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior, that thing has no effect. Circumcision, that is, has no effect in our spiritual uh, life, whether you're circumcised or not. Are you with me? Yeah. And so circumcision, it was a sign of the covenant. You know, that God said to Abraham that this is the sign of the covenant. You know, now in the New Testament, the Bible tells us that now it's no longer the circumcision of the flesh. You know, it's the circumcision of the heart. That now we are circumcised in the heart. So what happens in the flesh, it's your own business. You know, it has nothing to do with God. Eh? You know, so what is important, it's in the heart. You know, that your heart. Because, you see, you, you, you need to understand this, that you're saying that I am cutting off the flesh, I'm no longer depending on the flesh. You know, that uh, you are now depending on your trusting God. You know, that the sign of my covenant is trusting in the Lord. You know, trusting in God. That, that I, and that is the real circumcision, the circumcision of the heart. You know, that you are not trusting in the flesh, but you are trusting in the Lord, in God. Are you with me? And so, now, these Christians here were troubling, or these people, uh, mainly from Jerusalem, were coming to these new churches that have come up, you know, people who have just accepted Jesus Christ, and now they were bordering them. You know, and Apostle Paul now addresses them you know, and said that, uh, You know, from verse 1, Galatians from verse 1. It says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. Do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. You are free. Don't go back to slavery. And, uh, you know, ultimately we postponed our house visit to yesterday. And we had a wonderful time. Five hours of just being there, going to houses and meeting people, praying and, you know, and uh, I, I even so wish that today I was Kohaba because, you know, we're expecting, you know, I haven't gotten a, a report back, but we're expecting, you know, a good number of people coming to church. And so it was great, successful, and uh, we thank God for that. Hallelujah. So, uh, now Apostle Paul says that don't go back to slavery. You know, that the Lord has set you free. Don't go back. Don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. In other words, you are now depending on the flesh. 
You're going back to the flesh. You're going back to slavery. You're, not, you're no longer trusting in God, but you're trusting now on this is what I can do. This is what I will do. Yeah. And so he says, verse 3, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. Yeah. Don't just keep one. Yeah. Keep the whole law. Says you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by law, you have fallen away from grace. For though for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus neither now this is what I've been saying for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. You need to underline that. Eh? Yeah. But only faith working through love. You know. So what counts? Faith working through love. Yeah. That's what counts. Says you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven, leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you, you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. Do you understand? Do I have to explain it? Because it says... You know, they are saying you should circum circumcise. Now, what is circumcise? Circumcision is the cutting of the foreskin, right? Now, he says that, you know, why only cut the part? Why don't you cut the whole thing off? <laughs> why don't you go all the way? That's what he's saying. How do you read your Bible? <laughs> That's what he say. So he say, you know, you're just cutting, you know, uh, the front part. Go all the way, cut the whole thing off. It's, it's maybe maybe it's not in my Bible. You're looking at me as if I'm reading Reader's Digest. You know, I'm not reading the Bible. <laughs> So now, uh, what we are saying is this, that when, uh, this is a lesson, that when you obey a small, you take a small law, Paul is saying, why don't you take the whole law? Why don't you go, go all the way? Why do you choose? You just take so little. 
you know, go all the way then. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Now, if you go back to uh, what is it? What verse? Uh, yeah, verse six, the end of it. You know, uh, says neither circumcision nor uh, uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Now. What we have uh, said uh, in uh, the end of verse 13, it says, but through love serve one another. Now he emphasized that in verse 14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one way. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. So the law that Christ has given us, the golden law, what is that law? To love one another. Jesus said that this one thing, you know, uh, I give you, the one law I give you is that you love one another. So, we are to do everything. Now, when Paul says that I have become all things to all men that I may win some, what is he saying? He's saying that what rules, what controls me, what controls my life must be love. So love must be, must be prevailing in whatever I do. Yeah. I consider people. He says, you know, to the Jews, I become a Jew. Why do I become a Jew? Because I love them. I want to reach them. And so I need to show the love of God towards them. The love, love of God must be prevailing force in my life towards the people that I'm trying to reach. To the Greek, I become Greek. Why? Because I want to reach them. You know, the love of God is prevailing. You know, I am I'm doing it for the sake of the love of God. So whatever we do, if it is not wrapped up in the love of God, it's nothing. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that, right? It says, even if I give my body eh, to be burned as a sacrifice, you know, if I don't have love, I am nothing. I am empty. I am just a, a what? Eh? A, a, what, a, a, a what gong? You know, yeah? Sounding. A sounding gong. I'm making a lot of noise, but there's no substance. In other words, before God, if God is to give a credit, he's saying zero. You know, zero. 
Yeah, you ushered, zero. You sang, zero. You danced, zero. You, you preached, zero. Yeah. You did this, zero. As it, 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 it equates to zero as long as there is no love in that. Yeah. And so, whatever we do, we need to make sure that we walk in the love of God. You see, love, love is the New Testament law. That's the law that we are to keep. Yeah. And that you are to love people. Yeah. And when you love them, they will be able to receive your ministry. You know, and, and then whatever you do for God, out of doing it out of love, it will bring rewards before God. Yeah, because you're doing it with the love of God. Yeah. And Jesus, the Bible says that uh, people would come to him, and the Bible says that Jesus had compassion, and he healed them. So every time you, you, you see in the New Testament where Jesus had compassion, there is an action following. You know? So whatever he did, he did uh, propelled by compassion because he loved them. He saw people as a sheep without a shepherd. You know? And so he went, he helped them. Yeah? And when people are hungry and the disciples said, no, send them away. Jesus said that you give them something to eat. He had compassion. Yeah. And so church, what, whatever our, our lives, what makes you different from the world is the love of God. Yeah. What makes you a Christian is the love of God. So the moment we don't have love, the moment we remove the love of God out of our hearts, we are just, uh, just like any other people. Yeah. We are just like any other people. Yeah, why? Because the New Testament law is the love of God. Amen. We need to love people. Amen. Yeah, we need to care for people. We must have compassion towards people. Amen. Even those that are weak, that are failing... We should not write them off. Amen? Amen? You know, we need to accommodate them. We need to help them. Yeah. We, so, so a, a, a Christian, the way we are to do things must, must be, uh, inside, it must be the love of God. Yeah. Even when you are to correct somebody, do it out of love. So, the Bible says that we don't use, we don't misuse our freedom. You know, we have freedom, but we use our freedom correctly. You know, that we, we show the love of God in everything to every people. Amen. Yeah. And so, when we grow in Christ, is the more we need to realize this, that we need to walk in love. You know, we need to uh, uh, you know, whatever we do, we need to do it in love. Show the love of God. Show the love of Christ. 
You see, when we show the love of Christ in our lives, you will see the anointing will just come because the love of God will attract the anointing. When I walk in love, I'm attracting the anointing of God. You know, the moment I, I treat people as nothings, eh? yeah, I treat people as they are nobodies, they don't know anything, I know everything, you know, I will tell them, I won't receive anything from them. That's when the anointing lives your life. And you end up doing everything by your own strength. And so Paul was emphasizing this when he said that I become all things to all men, that by any, by all means, I might win some. So we need to be people of love. Let me tell you, you remove love. Eh? take it in the New Testament love, you take it away you no longer have a New Testament you're having Old Testament yeah. so we cannot be Christians who do not walk in the love of Christ yeah. we need to be walking in the love of Christ especially to our fellow brethren we need to understand that we are not all the same. Eh? We are all at different levels of growth. Yeah. So you need to understand that I, I, you know, if this person is at this level, I need to understand him at that level and accept him at that level and trust that he will grow from that level. I don't criticize him because he is at that level. He's still at that level. Yeah. There is a possibility of him growing from that level. Yeah. So he's still at that level. I am, I am to, to love him, to understand him, to accept him, to embrace him at that level. And so I pray that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ would grasp this would understand that what makes the church the church is the love of Christ. Christ loved us when we were still sinners, the Bible says, and he died for us. While we were still sinners, we were bad. But he loved us. He embraced us. He never gave up on us. Yeah. So in the same way, you know, uh, we should love people wherever they are at. Amen? Yeah. I mean, as we were going to, uh, you know, houses yesterday, visiting people, yeah, and uh, they offer you a chair that is dusty. Yeah? So how are you going, what are you going to do? Yeah? You take out you take out your tissue. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. You close your eyes. 
as if you are not seeing that dust. Thank you. They, I mean, you don't want to offend them. Yeah. So you sit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I'm, I was thinking, uh, put you in a spot. And then others, they, they wipe. Eh? But it's like after wiping, They've made it worse than. It's better if it was not white before. <laughs> so, so what do you do? Yeah, you take it. Thank you. You act as if, yeah, with a smile. No facial expression whatsoever. The only facial expression is a smile. And you just, will you die for sitting uh, on a chair that is dusty? You won't die. So, we should not, yeah, you win somebody for, for the Lord. Uh, we should not hang up on small things. Yeah, we should not measure on the minors. Yeah, we make it a big thing. He didn't, they did not wipe my chair. Yeah, before you sit down and say, please, you know, can you get me a cloth, a nice cloth? Yeah. What? Before I sit on the chair. You know, do you know who I am? I am apostle. Yeah. <laughs> the apostle has come to your house, so you better wipe it. Yeah. <laughs> So we just measure on the... So when, when you do that, the person is just switch off. He's just uh, getting, you know, when is this person finishing and going? Leave me in peace. Yeah, lady dusty Zari. And so uh, you become all things to all people. To dusty people, you become dusty. That you might win dusty people. And when you have won dusty people, you now begin to teach them how to be undusty. <laughs> Do you understand? And so, but now, the issue here is that you operate you must be propelled. You must be pushed. You must be driven by the love of God. In dealing with everybody. You must be driven. You must be driven by the love of God. Especially when you get to somebody's space. You must respect their space. It's not your space. It's their space. So when they come to your space, they must respect your space. Yeah, but when you get to their space, you need to respect their space. And, and work with them within their space. Yeah. And the main thing, you, you show the love of God. You, know, you just love them. You just love them. And I'm telling you that there is no one who can resist love. When you love a person, there is no one who can resist that. 
you just love them. Hmm? Am I loving? Did you resist my love? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Eight minutes. Ish. Go next up for tomorrow. And so, uh, so we, we, we see that, you know, by becoming all things to all men, that happens when you focus on the love of Christ. You focus on the love of Christ. Now that I will love, I will walk in the love of Christ. I will love people, you know, I will, I will. Uh, help them with with the love of Christ. I won't be mean to people, you know. I won't be rude to people. I won't be, you know, uh, having this attitude that I know it all. Listen to me. Yeah. You just show the love of Christ to everybody. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so this is what it's required of Christians. It's required of us that we walk in love. Yeah, that we walk in love. You know, the reason why people don't walk in love is because they are not humble to walk in love. You know, it requires humility. Yeah, to love requires humility. Yeah, because you are accepting the other person and uh, you are you are acknowledging that I'm coming into your space, and not it's not about me, but it's about you. You know, and so you're you're doing that, and uh, that is that is important. Hallelujah. And so may we as Christians walk in the love of Christ. So Apostle Paul is saying here that. Now, how are we to deal with such people? It says, you understand freedom. Eh? Now, you understand that you are free. Now, it says, don't use your freedom uh, to pull people down. Use your freedom. You know, you, you know, understand that people, maybe they are still in the law because uh, they haven't as yet received this grace. You know, so work with them along those lines. Uh, that they are not, they don't know what I know as yet. You know, but I will work with them until they come to the knowledge that I have. Yeah. And so, so that is why he says in verse 13, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. You know, but through love, serve one another. You know, understand them. You know, help them. Serve them. Work with them through the love of Christ. And, you know, uh, Jesus said that by this shall all men know or see that you are my disciples. You know, when, when we do what? <clears throat> when we love one another. When we walk in love. Yeah. So, in the body of Christ, there shouldn't be favoritism. 
they shouldn't be schisms. You know, they shouldn't be that this one is better, this one is at the higher class, that we should treat everybody the same. You love everybody. Amen? You embrace everybody. You, 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 you relate with everybody. Don't say, you're not my type. I won't, I won't relate to you. You are not my type. Are you going to the same heaven? I doubt. Where you might be going, it might be hotter than where we are going. <laughs> so we need, because in heaven is just the love of Christ. Yeah. So we need if we are born again, if we are saved, we are to walk in the love of Christ. Yeah, we walk in the love of Christ. You love, the Bible says, love also your enemies. Yeah? Your enemies. People that are to come to hurt you, you love them. You know, God will deal with them. Yeah. God will, so you don't, you don't bother. Revenge is the Lord. You know, don't revenge. God says that he's the one who will avenge, you know. So we need to walk in love, you know, walk in love. I know that it's not always easy, but this is what we are to do. Hallelujah. Can we say this, Father God, I thank you that you're helping me to walk in love. Thank you, God, that as a Christian, I walk in the love of Christ. I walk in the nature of Christ. I walk in love because I become all things to all men that by all means I might win some. Thank you God for helping me to walk in the love of Christ. Whether black or white whether a foreign or local, I need to walk in love. Whether male or female, I need to walk in love. Thank you, God, for helping me to walk in love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you receive something from the Lord? Amen. So we thank God that we are Christians. We walk in the love of Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you.